They keep you up at night. They haunt you in your dreams. They will always find you. And there is no escape. Welcome to the new mini-series, where each day we will hear the scariest, most horrifying tales from both distributors and suppliers throughout the month of October. This is Promo Horrors, the haunting tales of your nightmare orders, hosted by Taylor Borst and Stephen McFadden. And welcome back to this edition of Promo Horrors, where we share the nightmare tales of your promotional product orders. I am Stephen McFadden with Perfect Promotions and More, and joining me as always is Taylor Borst with American Solutions for Business. Taylor, how are you doing today? Oh, I am doing great. I think a lot of people can probably uh, relate to this, but I'm running around today. I just got done with a regional org board meeting, and I am coming to you from a caribou coffee... uh, Patios. So there's going to be all kinds of fun noises and everything. Also, I'm realizing uh, there's not caribou coffees everywhere in the U.S. I think that us Midwesterners kind of take advantage of that. Yeah, we, we do not have granted. a lot of them. Uh, they are very sparing, uh, uh, sparse in this area. They are like our out. Starbucks. Oh. I know. Well, I love it. Well, we are joined by an awesome guest today. I believe this may be his first first podcast ever i, I don't know I we'll have so. to ask him once we get into that but yeah he's really not into the multimedia no no social mm-hmm. no podcast he probably had to find a computer for this but we'll get to him in just a second before we yes. get into our guest story need to sp- say a special shout out to hit promotional products if you are looking for a special way to give promotional products check out their aws line at the top of their page hit promo.net there is a tab that says aws And when you click on those items, you will know that all the products under the AWS brand will give back to a variety of charities, which is a great way to provide some purpose with promotional product giving. So Taylor, who is our newbie guest that we have on here today? Uh, Well, (laughs) despite, you know, him being quite the newbie, I would say that he is probably one of our industry celebrities, wouldn't you say? I would say. (laughs) He he would probably want to say that too, right? Probably. We'll find out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, So today we are so pumped to have the one and only Bill Petrie. He is president of Promo Corner. He is a um, he's also the president of Rack, and he's just an excellent industry advocate and a speaker. And if you ever get a chance to hear him speak, he is just hands down one of the best. Uh, Bill Petrie, welcome to our podcast. Is this thing on? I, I don't know how this works. <laughs> um, Ask the librarian, whatever local library you're at right I, now. I think I will. No, thank you guys for having me. I'm honored to be here. Um, I don't know about the term industry celebrity. That is so spare. <laughs> I mean, who who aspires to be a celebrity in the promotional products industry? If that's, if that's your goal, you need to aim higher. Um, but no, I'm honored to be here. I do love this industry and uh, really enjoy uh, chatting with you two fine folks today. Yes, that, yeah, I, I don't think that you are, you, you grow up knowing that that's the celebrity you're aspiring for. I think it's just given to you, Bill. But <laughs> Yeah, you were born into it. <laughs> you were born into it. <laughs> uh, so you, I'm sure, so, so as many people know about you and some may not, you are not a distributor or a supplier, but you're in the 
the the mysterious category of service provider. Correct. So if you have the fire of uh, suppliers, you have the ice of distributors. I'm kind of like lukewarm water (laughs) in the world of promotional products that we serve both suppliers and distributors with uh, what we do here at Promo Corner. In your so I'm assuming then your promo horror story is going to be a little bit different. Uh, but what do you have for us today, Bill? Well, I've got a couple. So okay. it's up to you guys. I, I have a, I have an El Wapo one from my distributor days because I was a distributor for 14 years. But I can absolutely share one uh, from uh, here at Promo Corner. So Dealer's Choice hosts, which do you want to hear? Let's do a promo corner one. I feel like we haven't heard enough of the service provider side. Okay, let's do do it. So, you know, we're all human beings and we all make mistakes. And this tale is about a mistake we made here at Promo Corner. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes. On the edge of my seat. (laughs) Giddy, are you as giddy as a Girl Scout on Cookie Sunday, Stephen? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Excellent. So, one of the things we do here is we send out email blasts and those email blasts are sent to a very vetted list of industry distributors it's a clean list it's a good list and generally there is there are clickable links in each email right so Mm -hmm. it might be a supplier special sending them to a specific web landing page it could be a number of things well this particular one was uh, it was a catalog and we kept we, we sent we, we got all the information from the supplier we put it all in our system and sent it out and it looked beautiful it looked absolutely beautiful we helped with some of the graphics some of the aesthetics really put a call to action on there unfortunately the link went to a catalog of their competitor Yeah, that's about the sound we made when we (laughs) realized it. And at first, so this was very early on in my tenure here at Promo Corner. So I was still learning the ins and outs of how our system worked and how things linked and using the back end, making sure you put everything in the right field. And I was basically the only only one in the office when, when this happened. And so... I go in and I start tinkering with our back-end system because I want to fix it. And I figure there's got to be a way to just take out the wrong link and put in the new link, right? I mean, that seems mm-hmm. pretty intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and right. look, even though I went to Texas A&M, I like to think that I'm a fairly intelligent human being. <laughs> so I go in, I start tinkering. I have the, the new, the correct uh, catalog link, and I put it in there. And I hit save. Like, man, I am a freaking genius. I was born to <laughs> be, Lu- yeah, I'm feeling good. Born to be lukewarm water in, a, in an industry of fire and ice. I am, I'm living the dream. <laughs> Until I realized what I'd actually done was taken every catalog link that the client had, and instead of one specific email catalog linking to one incorrect catalog now they all linked (laughs) going back i don't want to say years but that would be accurate oh my god (laughs) so i didn't thankfully i didn't 
compound the problem by by calling the uh, the client and say, hey, it's been fixed, and they I found it, it out. <laughs> I saw it first. I'm like, okay, because I show on my screen, and all of a sudden it's their, their competitors' catalogs all over the place. I'm like, yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> so they were, they were thankfully um, very gracious, and they gave me time. So I ended up able to fix it. But you talk about embarrassing when you position yourself as a digital marketing leader. And again, we're all human. Mistakes happen. Man, that was that was a tough one. And, and the client still gives me a hard time about it uh, this day. Whenever I see them at a trade show, they always find me and hand me the competitor's catalog. Say, hey, just want you to make sure you have this on you at all times. So oh that's not that big of a horror story. Didn't cost anybody financially. Didn't lose sleep. But for me, it was very, very embarrassing. And I still kind of uh, have that uh, red uh, red face of, of embarrassment every time I see that client because they won't let me forget about it at all. It's, it's the worst thing in the world, right? It's like walking into uh, Pepsi drinking a Coke. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I, I'm just trying to, you know, put myself in your, your shoes there. It's like you think you have it all fixed, and as soon as you hit save, it's like, oh, boy. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't fix it, right. <laughs> so, well, and here, here's uh, the thing, too. Yeah. So it was one of those things. My instinct is to communicate quickly. When something goes wrong, sure. things go wrong, is to communicate quickly and efficiently and as often as, and as transparently as possible. And so my instinct was as soon as I fixed it, I wasn't going to double check. I was going to call the client and let them know I fixed it. And I'm so glad that there was some part of my reptilian brain that told me to tap the brakes a little bit, mm. double check to make sure I fixed it because I had really compounded the issue <laughs> exponentially. Oh and, gosh. you know, I'm a big believer when mistakes happen. Um, people just want to know it's going to be taken care of. Sure. And they want a specific timeline. And they want once that timeline has been, uh, you hit that timeline that it's been fixed. They also want to know what's going to happen to make sure it doesn't happen again. And so thankfully, I, it took me about another 20 minutes to figure out exactly where to put the URL, hit save here, and the, the things I needed to do. So when I was able to call them, they didn't know the panic I was having in my office. You know, they didn't right. know that I was pulling what's left of my 16 hairs out of my head trying to <laughs> fix this. And so from their perspective, I had overachieved. It was no big deal. We caught it early. Since then, I've told them what happened. Um, and, and we all laugh about it. But it's one of those things I think it's so important to communicate transparently and efficiently because people generally have a lot of grace for people who fall on their sword. And right. so, sure, I, I you know... Even even though honestly they were the ones who who could have given me the incorrect link, it wasn't though. I wish I could blame them. It'd be so much better. <laughs> if I could. So could you can you tell like moving forward? Do you have like PTSD now? Like you you make certain decisions or go through a certain checklist because of that? Uh, I hire people who are smarter than me, um, who <laughs> who know how to do that. No, you know it, I I don't have PTSD. I mean I'm always one to. Uh, measure twice cut once i mean that's just kind of the way i'm wired i'm actually one of the few uh males that i know that actually reads the directions before i start assembling something from ikea mm. so i i really try to make sure before i communicate this is done or anything like that that it's done properly because if i don't you know things bad things happen so i don't have ptsd so much as 
I just feel like an idiot. Um, you know, it's like, like I said, it's one thing if it's a dead link or it's a link going to the previous year's catalog. It was going to a direct competitor. I mean, right. same category, everything. So, wow. yeah. Well, that is that is definitely a, a, a horror, even though it probably lasted what was not too long of a, a period of time, probably felt like forever trying to get it fixed. Uh, but it seems like that's... It, you had a good customer that was able to kind of roll with it and, and know that you could get it done, and which is which is awesome. Sounds like you had a good partnership there. So. Uh, yeah, you know, again, I'm a big believer that you know we all, like I said, we all make mistakes, and if you have enough emotional currency in the bank with your client, they're going to have a ton of grace for you when you do screw up. Yep. And and so that's why it's important to always do the best work you can because. When things go wrong, um, and as we know, it does do any does anything ever go wrong in the promotional products business, or is it like always smooth? I don't smooth? think so. <laughs> I think it's usually always like a hundred percent. Yeah, none of our guests have had anything to talk about, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's no, just been dead so. air. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you 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 build up that emotional currency so that when you do screw up, you can fix it quickly. Let them know how it's not going to happen again. And I was very transparent when I called them. I said, "Here's what happened. I used the wrong URL. This is 100% on me, and it won't happen again because I'm not an idiot. I'll learn from my mistake." <laughs> And here's the thing, when, when things go wrong, when you accept responsibility, it completely disarms people. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure you've heard that throughout the, your series here. When, when, you, when you accept responsibility, even when it's impacting someone's event, yeah, they're still going to be cheesed off, but no one can argue with, yeah, it's my fault. And I screwed right. up. Yeah. Right. I like to refer to that as the eight-mile approach. Uh, for those of you that don't know, when Eminem was doing his final rap battle, he just decided to diss himself the entire time, and then the Ooh, other guy yes. had nothing to say. So <laughs> I, it's like as soon as you just admit all your flaws, everyone's like, well, uh, okay, I guess I guess that's right. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's <laughs> that you know most of my humor is generally self-effacing for that reason. You know, I'll call myself on my my balding dome because <laughs> if I do it no one else can or they'll pile on but you know at that point they're they're late to the party exactly <laughs> exactly hey, so we we want to ask you a uh, Halloween inspired fall season inspired question before oh I love here. Halloween absolutely <laughs> my favorite holiday right behind Arbor Day wow <laughs> so excited can't wait let's have the question <laughs> So, so most of most people in the industry know you for something that I don't really know how it happened, but you've become uh, notorious for like the pumpkin spice guy. And so I know, I know. So or the anti pumpkin spice guy. The anti, yeah. yeah. And and uh, <laughs> for those of you that haven't listened, listen to Paul Bellantone's episode where he references you as the as something related to pumpkin spice. But I'll I'll leave that on uh, up, for, <laughs> up for people to, to reference. But. We want to give you the opportunity to tell everybody the worst pumpkin spice application you have ever seen. So here's the deal. Um, the problem I've got with pumpkin spice, it's not, I don't mind the flavors of pumpkin spice. First of all, pumpkin spice has nothing to do with that flavorless, big, round, orange gourd that everybody loves so much. A sure. pumpkin is a flavorless nothing. It's a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of cardamom, a little bit of allspice, a little bit of nutmeg, and there's your magic. Mm-hmm. My issue with pumpkin spice is that what used to be kind, and I like, by the way, I actually like the flavor. 
Does that blow your mind? I love the flavor of pumpkin spice. <laughs> the problem I've got, Stephen and Taylor, hosts of this fine platinum-level broadcast, <laughs> the challenge I have is that what once was very special and unique now has become has proliferated every aspect of our society where now between August 28th and November 30th, it is pumpkin spice, crazy, go nuts, everything. <laughs> and so while I understand the pumpkin spice cereals and the pumpkin spice lattes and the pumpkin spice donuts, I don't need pumpkin spice flavored Spam. Okay? Oh, I, gross. And I'm not Is making, that actually a thing? That is actually a thing, Taylor Borsch. Thank you for knowing that. It is absolutely a thing. So before <laughs> that, I actually saw one time in my local Kroger, which is my grocery store, pumpkin spice flavored fajita meat. That was the most <laughs> ridiculous one before. Now, now there's actually a can of pumpkin spice spam so you already have a product that's a caricature of itself and now it's pumpkin spice meaty gelatinous goo shaped in some weird rounded rectangular fashion i'm sorry i'm out and so i i don't hate the flavor of pumpkin spice i just hate that it's everywhere it's like mm. you know mm. I, I'm, I'm surprised lays when you know they come out with their new potato chip flavors all the time they haven't done a pumpkin spice one but I know, oh, I, I know Cheetos has had a pumpkin spice Cheeto. Oh, my God. It's just too much. It's no originality. It's, and it's like, I mean, did we really? It's like Hollywood. You know, everybody's run out of ideas. Did we need a second RoboCop? Pretty sure they covered it all the first time. <laughs> I yeah, like that you're taking the hipster approach, though. You know, it's just too mainstream. Well, it, it's, not, it's not even so it's mainstream. It's just not unique. So what it, mm. it used to set things apart. Right? Sure, sure. And so now it's like we got pumpkin spice, and then it's peppermint mocha season. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what's going to be in the spring, but I'm sure, you know, it's, it's like you can just set your watch to this stuff. <laughs> well, next time I go to Jiffy Lube, we'll have to ask if they have a pumpkin spice oil change. I can Yeah, and see, that's... Ooh, that would smell <laughs> delicious. <laughs> see, that's the thing. Oh, my gosh. Last year, I had to actually <laughs> shut down my Facebook page because so many people were posting just pumpkin spice stuff i just couldn't deal with it i there was one meme and i forget what it was it really doesn't matter but in one day 18 people posted the same meme on my timeline oh, i'm like okay so this is the career i've cultivated for myself i'm the pumpkin spice guy yeah, this is your I'm personal the, brand i'm bill. the beer guy and i'm the van halen guy <laughs> nothing to do with anything professional that's awesome bill nice nice life you've carved out for yourself <laughs> Oh, awesome. but I think it does you well, Bill. I, I really do. You have well, you have things, you know, like people can oh. they can associate you with something. I mean, half of this industry is just being memorable and mm. having kind of that that in with yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a pumpkin spice tombstone. So there's that. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. But you know what? You know what never uh, can be overdone. What's idea, what's what's oh. that, Stephen? Giving oh, back. Flawless. Giving back. And Lawless you know how you work. can give back? How's that, Stephen? <laughs> Hit Promotional Products has an AWS line where 
all of the items on AWS help to give back to a variety of charities. So definitely check out hitpromo.net AWS line. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if I can interject, uh, great, great company, know CJ very well, know so many people over there Mm -hmm. at Hit, and that is a tremendous, tremendous line they do. And they literally donate thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars every year. So it's a great way to to give back while giving your clients a really good deal on, on some quality merchandise. Yes, it is, and we've done several projects, and it just it provides something special. You know, it's just a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. Bill Taylor, it was awesome. Thank you guys so much for the time, and we appreciate it. Thanks, Take guys. Care. Thank you guys very much. This has been another episode of Promo Horrors. Tune in tomorrow as we hear another nightmare tale from the promotional products industry.